What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the One Million Cent Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Fontenot, and I am so excited. You have chosen to either watch us today or listen to us today because we have an incredible episode for you. And I just want to remind you, if you're new here, there's a reason we're doing this. It's not just to talk and spend words or waste your time. It is to actually see one million teens around the globe trained to share the gospel by 2030. So we want to be part of seeing one million teens sent to live on mission where they are sharing Jesus in the everyday stuff of life. So thank you for joining in today. I am excited to have with me a great friend, a partner in ministry, and someone who has a passion for both Jesus and the next generation. My friend, Scott Burks, my brother, how are you doing today? Hey, what's up, Ryan? Man, I'm doing great. So excited about this podcast, and it's great to see you and to be a part of what's going on. Well, man, thanks for uh, making the time and taking the time to uh, be here. I'm excited to, for our conversation to see where it goes, to see what God's going to do and uh, how he's going to leverage this, man. I love what you're doing. Scott um, is the founder, I guess, of B love the be love project and uh, works with also ministry youth ministry now or ym now and uh, he'll share more about that here in a little bit as well but scott before we jump in too far um i want us to get warmed up man let's let's do some little warm-up questions here some little rapid fire questions going on and uh, sound good to you man you ready i am so ready let's go bro all right. All right, my man. Number one, are you a coffee guy or are you an energy drink guy? What do you got, man? Let me coffee. There it is. There you go. <laughs> the coffee guy. All right. Is it straight black or you add stuff? straight black? Yep. Oh, I knew it. I knew it, man. I knew you were a man's man. He drives a Jeep and he drinks straight black coffee. Let's go, somebody. Okay. Yep. Yep. So secondly, man, are you a morning, midday, or night owl? Which one is your sweet spot of the day? Man, I gotta say, uh morning. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's got, we got a morning guy here. I like that, man. I like that. So when you travel, say you were going on vacation with your wife, your kids, whatever, man, you're headed out. Are you going to drive? Enjoy the journey. Are you going to fly and just get to the destination? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Which one are you? Man, I'm a drive. I'm a driver. Let's jump in the car and, and make the most of the journey. Yep. I love it. I love it, man. Well, when you're taking that journey, are you going to the mountains? Are you going to the beach, my bro? Where are you um, <laughs> This would be the mountains, baby. Tell you right. Take me to Colorado and leave me there. That would be awesome. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, man. They take me to Colorado and don't pick me That's back right. up. I yep. love it, man. I love it. Well, say you're on this journey, man. You guys have stopped. Y'all have had an incredible dinner. You've enjoyed it. You're full, but you've got a sweet tooth. Is my man, Scott Burks. Are you going for the pie? Are you going for the cake? What are you reaching for for dessert? Man, I got to go straight to the pie. It's uh, the cake. The cake is too much cake. I need some sweet. I need that icing. I need that kind of moist taste. Give me some. Yeah, some, yeah. yeah give, give me some pie. Yep. If you had to pick a pie, what pie are you going for? You got you got a pie, favorite pie? Man, I'm a mama's boy, and she makes the meanest homemade chocolate pie on the planet. But it's got to have the real crust. It's It's got to have homemade crust and then a nice little topping on top, too. So, yeah. Not, 
I like it, man. Let's go. Let's go. I love it. Well, well, maybe a little more spiritual questions here, although pie is, I think, spiritual. But a little more spiritual question here, man. Uh, we got Old Testament. We got New Testament. Now, I know they both go together. I get it. I'm not trying to separate the two. But when you are jumping in your devotion, man, you're just going to read something. Are you going to find yourself more often in the Old Testament? Or are you going to find yourself more often in the New Testament? Man, that is a that is an awesome question. Um and I, I can I say both? I can't say both, can I? You, you, you can say both, but I mean, you know, I mean, yes, you. Dude, I am a, I am a both. I mean, I love getting in there in the prophets and the Old Testament and listening to their cries and you know seeing what they were dealing with and boy, I love David and the Psalms and hearing his heart for God and for people and and just jumping over the new Testament and watching those disciples follow Jesus and be called out and mm. drop everything. And Paul giving up his life and changing his whole direction and name. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, but yeah. I mean, that's a great answer, Scott. That's a great answer, man. As long as you can give context as to why you chose both, which you did so well, man. I appreciate <laughs> that, bro. I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about New Testament for just a second. We got four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, they all kind of cover the Jesus story a little bit different, but they're a little flair under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but here's my question for you. You've got to pick one. You're rolling with him. This is the one you're like, hey, this is my guy. Um, not not, not, in, not any shade to the other three, but who's your guy, man? Who you're rolling with? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm right there with John, man. That's, that's my go-to. Uh, you know, it's fun, Ryan, because the Bible is, I mean, the Bible, I've got a copy of scripture with me pretty much all the time. And when I need, I'll just be blunt, when I need like Jesus, when I need the Holy Spirit, when I need God to speak to me, I can open John every single time. And he does it, it many times in my life. I've, I've walked through really dark times. God brings the book of John. I mean, in evangelism, when I'm sharing my faith, I mean, John's my go-to. Uh, great conversations with all kinds of people, um, but man, John, John is it. I love to read John, the book of John, out loud in public. Okay, I, uh -oh, I like to take the book of John and just kind of walk through a street or a park and just let Scripture kind of go in me, through my ears, out of my mouth, and just kind of Whoever it drops on along the way, let it go. So I, I, <laughs> let's go, man. Just sprinkle a little John on everybody. I love it, man. <laughs> that's right. It's not my fault you were close enough to hear what I was saying. So that's awesome, man. I yep. love it. And uh, with be love, it doesn't surprise me that you chose John. He talks a lot about love, and uh, so man, I, I I could I might I might have picked man. I love it. I love yep. it. Well. Well, this next question is one that I'm going to ask you, but I don't want you to answer yet. We'll come back at the very end, and we will answer this question. It's one that is a little bit controversial, though, um, but I'm telling you, people want to know. It's a big deal. Is our boy Scott Burks, is he a dog guy or a cat guy? Now, don't answer that right, right. now, but just by looking at him, listen, uh, if you're looking at Scott, then you can see um, if you're hearing Scott, you'll have to do it by voice. What do you think? Do you think Scott is a dog guy or a cat guy? Go ahead. Drop your guess in the comments if you're able to. Let us know what you think. We'd love to see if you get it right. By the way, if you do get it right, you don't win a prize. And if you don't get it right, you don't win a prize. But guess anyway, because that's what's fun about the game. Scott, 
I'm so excited you're here, man. It's good to see you as we're recording this, hear your voice. Uh, we met several years ago at a camp, and uh, man, uh, you are an entrepreneur. Um, you're when I, I like to call it, you're a spiritual serial entrepreneur. I think. All right, that's what I pick up, man. Uh, God is a kind of a renaissance man. God has gifted you in a lot of areas. Um, you have a lot of connections. You have a lot of things that you have kind of your um, spiritual fingerprints on. And it's just a joy to have you on the podcast today. But to bring in a little more focus, what is it that you're doing right now? For everybody watching or listening, would you share a little bit about Scott Burks, who you are, and what you did? Yeah, man. I I love that question, Ryan. And again, it's great to be with you. Um, I became a Christian uh, at 16 years old. Uh, before I accepted Jesus and gave him my life, I, I was, I mean, I was just, I was an entrepreneur. I, I built businesses. I mean, little kid, typical lawn mowing companies, Kool-Aid stands, car washes. I mean, that was like any way I could make money. I was designing clothes when I was like in fifth and sixth grade. I was creating brands and I grew up in Texas and the oil business was a big deal. So I created this little company called Pumpers and there was like this design of these clothing line and, and it was like these little old Derricks. And so entrepreneurship is like, God gave me that. But when I became a Christian, um, it just, it, my life, I'm the kind I'm the person I didn't have this radical transformation and conversion from crazy life to, okay, now I know Jesus and I don't do these. I just, I had, I grew up, a, I was the number five of five kids in a Christian family. But when I met Jesus, I remember I was at Camp Chaparral outside of Wichita Falls, Texas. The preacher uh, on stage that night, I wasn't listening. I was I was talking to a girl next to me, and the preacher did a backwards flip on the stage. Literally, he's preaching in the middle of his sermon. He stopped and does a backflip. Boom, lands it perfectly. He's in a coat and tie. This is back in the day when they're wearing that. Oh, yeah. wow. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. And so, dude, I did a double take and I was like, did he just slip? And it literally got my attention. And so uh, not to be like too whatever here, but it was a flipping preacher uh, that actually (laughs) that actually led me to Jesus. I said yes that night. I walked out of the room and my life was different. So I was 16. And since that time, God has just said, Scott, if you'll follow me, I'm going to take you on a journey and I'm not going to really tell you where we're going. I'm just going to, we're just going to go. And so through the years, I've, I've kept the entrepreneurship vein. This way I've, for the most part, kind of funded my life, my ministry, paid for, you know, taking care of my family through entrepreneurship ventures uh, and then ministry. So it's literally these two, it's like these two tracks that God has put me on. And sometimes they're like this, sometimes they like this. Sometimes there is like only one and other times it's like this. And, you know, so right now they're parallel and then they do kind of, they do kind of overlap. Um, I own a design company. I I, I do a lot of marketing for small business owners. I love working for Christian business owners. uh, And so I I do a lot of that. Uh, That's kind of the way the money is where I get paid. Uh, I do a ton of work with youth ministry. I'm a consultant for churches you know, I'm working with a camp right now. We're doing a lot of cool things with Wild Week camps. And, um, you know, the Be Love Project is like, it's like God gave it to me 12 years ago. And it is part of what I do every single day. Uh, so it's just this, I mean, if you could see my day, typically it's 
It's literally, it looks like a, an old school uh, pinball machine. And, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> I boom, it. boom, boom, boom. And I might hang here for a little while and then the flippers and the ball goes down and I got to start all over. But I don't know if that helps and answers your question. Or, I love yeah. it, man. Hey, I love it because I think there's a lot of people, especially nowadays, who have a lot of different passions, desires, and even gifts, right? And sometimes we think, well, I just have to pick one. And 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 for some of you, that's going to be exactly what you do. Uh, but like for me, Rage Ministries is the main thing I do. Um, and and under that, though, under the umbrella of Rage Ministries, there's a lot of different things. We have one million cents. We have the speaking. I have some consulting that I do um, as well. So I mean, it's really a lot of different stuff, and it's fun to be in that kind of world. But it's also, like you said, I love that picture. I've never thought about that. It is a little like the pinball machine for Japan. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that picture, man. Well, well, tell me, tell tell us this. So you were saved at sixteen, um, and then this walk into ministry has kind of just been a gradual walk, and just kind of a uh, like you said, it sounded like um, you kind of had that uh, Abrahamic call, yeah. right? Like, hey, just uh, follow me, and uh, and I'm gonna show you where we're going when we yeah. get there, kind of deal. Yeah. And um, so I know people listening, whether maybe a student wrestling with the call to ministry, maybe an adult who's trying to figure out how to leverage their talents to make eternal impact because maybe they've made earthly impact, but man, they want to impact the kingdom and maybe they feel those pull into ministry some yeah. way. Um, how, how did you, how did you get to where you yeah. are? How, how did that happen? It's just been a slow journey or what does that yeah. look like? Yeah. I'm tempted to say how long I've been doing this. But if I do, no one will listen to me for the rest of the for the rest of the show. That's not true. Or or they might listen to you more. They might lean in more. This guy's been at it for a minute. So, <laughs> well, I've been at it for a few minutes. Put it that way, Dang. not just a minute, a few. Um, I you know Ryan, I love it uh, because it it is such a a faith journey. How did I end up where I am? You know, I've. Can, I can honestly say I've, when I've got as a Christian and I really did go back to 16 because through college, my Christianity guided my decisions. Um, yeah. when, uh, I, I was literally, I finished college with a degree in marketing. I thought I was going to go down the business channel. I was working for an insurance company and literally in the middle of <laughs> a day at work, the Lord was like, Scott, you're, you're, no, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And I was like, all right, Lord. So I walked away. I, I walked up to a guy in a little town in Texas and I said, Hey, do you want to buy the insurance today? And he looked at me and he was like, is that your pitch? And I said, that's my pitch. And he said, well, I, I guess not. I mean, <laughs> I said, okay, bro. I said, well, here's the deal. You're the last person on the planet I'll ever try to sell insurance to. Can I buy a Coke from you? And I bought a Coke from him. I went out. I actually had a Jeep at the time. And I went and got my Jeep, pulled off my tie, uh, made a phone call to some buddies of mine in Arkansas, and I drove to Camp Ozark in Mount Ida, Arkansas. And I spent the summer coaching tennis and water skiing and helping kids know Jesus. That's the way I spent the rest of that summer. And then I started seminary the next fall. Uh, so... Had this undergrad degree, calling of God in my life. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Okay, now I'm in seminary. I meet a guy named Billy Beecham at the. I'm, I'm like two weeks into seminary. I'm at the Texas Youth Ministers Conclave, and Billy Beecham is a speaker. 
Billy was my camp pastor when I was a teenager. Now I'm in seminary. I walked up to Billy and I said, hey man, do you, do you remember me? And he looked at me, no doubt, Ryan. And he said, Scott, and this had been several years, but he remembered me from that one week. Two weeks after that, I was working for Billy Beecham at Student Discipleship Ministries. Yeah. And so my journey is, I mean, how I, how I got to where I am today is a bunch of versions of what I just told you. Right. That's right, right Lord. I'm, yes. yeah. I'm in the middle of this, God. Okay, I hear you. All right, let's go do this. And uh, I read a book one time called The Sacred um, 180. It's an old book. I can't even find it. I don't even know where it is. But the point of the book was that many times in our life, God takes us on journeys and he asks us to turn around. And he, he does these 180s in, in our lives. And then he has these, the same message that's like an echo that we hear throughout our lives. And for me, that echo, that kind of sacred echo that the Holy Spirit's given me and through the word and through my walk with Jesus, it's been, Scott, just trust me. You know, yeah, yeah. trust me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I love it, man. That's that faith journey that God calls us to. And so, listen, whether you are a um, man, whether, whether you're well into your career um, in, in the uh, secular world or whether you are, man, just met Jesus and you're feeling this call to ministry in your life, here's the truth. The journey with Jesus is just a yes journey. It's a faith journey, right? I'd say, God, I'm going to trust you put my yes on the table. And uh, I love that you said, hey, so kind of the stories like this has been the story over and over in my life of how God moves. And, and man, thank you for sharing that with us. I hope that's encouraging to someone out there today who's trying to figure out, they're like, oh, I feel like I've messed up or I've gone too far. I'm going in the wrong direction. Hey, maybe this sacred 180s for you today where you're just like, God's like, hey, turn around. I got this. All right. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. man, thank you for that. And I know a lot of what you've done, Scott, has been in the realm of reaching the next generation, equipping the next generation, yep. encouraging the next generation. And so let's just say that there are some students watching this um, and they are trying to figure out, man, how how do I actually leverage my life where I am? I'm a high school student. I'm a junior high student. I'm a college student, whatever. How do I begin to leverage my life right now to make an impact on the kingdom? Um, what would you say, man? What would you, what would you share with somebody? So I was with students last night. I, 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 I'm with teenagers every week somewhere along the way. And so what, I'm, what I constantly do, especially today, is I'm going to keep pushing them to the word. I'm going to keep saying, all right, so you tell me I just met this young man or young lady. Now listen, if, if you want to follow Jesus, I can promise you, you open this on a regular basis and he's going to tell you what to do. That's, that's a fact. That's my personal experience. So everywhere I go, I have this and I have one of these and I could show you, I could show you a stack of journals that literally it's about as tall as I am now that I've used through my life. Um, I mean, it's literally, this is, this is my current one. Uh, when I open up to this page, it's Psalm 46. So this is what I this is what I've been working through this week. God's a refuge, he's strength, he's present, he's a help. I mean, that's literally what I was studying for myself. So I would tell that student, get in the word. You know, find find the Bible. You know, I give Bibles away all the time. I gave away one away to a ski to a, a guy in Colorado that I met in a restaurant the other day. He saw my Bible and he said, What's that? Is that your Bible? I said, Yeah, do you have one? He said, No. I said, Well, here, take this one. He took it, Ryan. 
He literally took it in this restaurant. He held it, he looked at it, and he put it up against his chest, and he like squeezed it like this, and then he goes, he like kissed the Bible. And and I was like, all right, dude, here we go. And he was like, man, I just, I'm so fired up. And so, anyways, I would tell a student to get in the Word. I would tell a student to find, man, do whatever it takes to get in a church, in a student ministry that teaches Scripture, that uses the Bible as the foundation, that challenges people to understand the core teachings of Christianity. And then I would say, man, make sure you're you're being discipled by somebody. Everybody needs a Paul. Everybody needs a Timothy. Everybody needs a Barnabas. And so I would encourage that student to find somebody to be a hey, Paul. Hey, Scott, yeah. Paul's right there because there's going to be people going, who is Paul and Timothy and Barnabas, man? And I think this is one of the foundational truths um, in growth that a lot of people— um, miss and I don't want people to miss what you're saying because I know what you're saying because I, I I know Paul Timothy and Barnabas right like I don't know them there in the Bible but I know what you mean when you say that so tell somebody what what do you mean by having a Paul in your life a a Timothy in your, or a Timothy a Barnabas and then a Timothy what do you mean by yeah that? Paul is somebody who in Paul's mission when he became a Christian he followed Jesus radically radical conversion. And then he did whatever Jesus told him to do. And one of the things that Jesus commanded, told Paul, said, listen, you make disciples. So he had Timothy, somebody that was younger than him, that he poured life into. So when I, when I say a Paul, somebody in your life that will take scripture and take their faith and help you understand more. And they might only be, they might only be a year in front of you. They don't have to be in their 50s or 30s. They can be in their 20s. You know, so, but you need somebody who's in front of you. You need somebody who's coming up behind you that's like you were when you first became a Christian. That's a Timothy. Yeah. So somebody who you can pour your life into. And then that Barnabas, man, he's just that encourager. He's somebody who's with you. And man, uh, following Jesus is hard. I mean, being a Christian, following Jesus, man, he it's grace. You get it. There's no works. You don't have to earn it. I mean, it's like, yes, Jesus saved me. Okay, boom. I, you got that. But after that, I mean, it's like, you know, you're, you're going up against the whole world, it seems like, at times. So you need those encouragers. So, yeah, everybody needs a Paul. If you don't have a Paul, I, I have a Paul. I, 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 <laughs> I've got a text chain with my personal Paul right now. Everybody needs a Timothy. Everybody needs a Barnabas. I love that, man. Uh, I just wanted to pause right those two things right there are just like like gold. Listen, students, if you didn't get this, uh, and adults, I might dare say, uh, uh, Scott is not a teenager anymore. I am not a teenager anymore. And we have Paul, Barnabas, and Timothys in our life that we, people that are ahead of us, that we're looking to, following after, learning from, people behind us we're pouring into, and people beside us that are stirring us up toward love and good works. And so, uh, man, that is gold. And then, and then... On top of all of that, um, you put that on top of, hey, read your Bible, study your Bible, um, interact, engage with the Bible on a daily basis, man. I'm telling you, I agree with you, Scott. If, if students would do that, if adults would do that, man, we would begin to live out our faith like never before because what is, you know, what, what's in our heart comes out of our mouth. And if we're putting Jesus in, he's going to come out. Have you seen that true in your life as well? <laughs> man, I, I can't, I can't hold it in. You know, people keep looking at me. I had a youth pastor the other day look at me, and he was like, Scott, do you ever, like, slow down? And, you know, I was like, man, this is just me. This is, I, I, God gave me this, and I can't keep it in. I love that. It's so true. And I know when you and I 
got to hang out at camp, I was like, man, this guy, we're, we're just kindred spirits, right? I just feel like, man, we, we, we want to make Jesus known. We want to be used. When, when I die, I want to be used up and I want to be like empty, right? I want to have it all poured out. <laughs> I want it all gone. And, um, but, but that also doesn't happen if you don't continue to fill the cup up, right? And that's in the word. That's with these other people. And, and man, I, I love that so much. And so, you know, those of you watching and listening, our goal is to see a million teens trained. You can go check out one million cents.com. We have free training there, uh, video courses. If you're a leader that you can go through video courses that if you are a learner, you can go through video courses that if you want to lead your group through, you can go through. So go check that out. I think those resources will bless you. It is a way to share the gospel. Is not the way, but it is a way. And I always say this, a way is better than no way. So go there, check that out. And uh, But Scott, you do stuff with this Be Love. Tell us, some, tell us a little bit about Be Love uh, Project. Tell us what that is and, man, how um, people maybe even can be part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for letting me share about Be Love. Uh, so Be Love, I, I have to tell the story of the logo. So it's right there over my shoulder, but it's be dot love dot, and it's in a red dot. Okay. So first in be love, it's like you gotta be, you gotta be before you can do. So you gotta be the person that God made you to be. This to me, this is a life principle. A lot of times people look at be love and they're like, Scott, what's be love? And it's literally my way of life, honestly. It's just, you know, so it's be dot. So be who God made you to be. So become a Christian, grow in your faith lead others to grow in their faith, be a disciple, be a disciple who makes disciples. That's what B is. And, you know, I'm very convinced that if you, if you are being, then you're going to love. And so the, 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 the transition here is B dot and then love dot. And then there's a dot there for a reason. It's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to love. And, you know, in our culture with crisis and Oh my goodness, so many arguments and things like that. I mean, that's why I'm like, well, where is, you know, I don't want to be corny here, but you know, where is the love? Where, where is it? And, and all of us. And I believe the more we love, the more attractive that is. And I mean, Jesus himself was love. I mean, God is love. And so, uh, so you would be love. It's be who God made you to be, then love. It's a natural outflow. And then honestly, Ryan, one day I was looking at the logo. And I, I, I was staring at it and I did not do this on purpose, but I was looking at it. I was like, dude, that's a red dot. And then I went, holy cow, that's the blood of Christ is red and it was a dot. And so it's also a period. And so you be period love period inside of a red period, which is the finished work of Jesus. And so that's the, that's the big idea behind be love. A lot of people think it's a missions program or a ministry and it is, we're in 11 countries. Uh, we have a heart for, uh, for people in poverty and people in developing nations. We do four simple things. We advance the gospel. We make disciples. We equip leaders. And we help at-risk children. And that's, that's kind of what we do. And how we do it in specific communities is we find a local pastor that we pour into. We find a coach who coaches children that's a Christian. We find an educator that's a Christian educator, so a teacher, a principal in a school, and then we find local Christian business owners. That's and so that's what our B Love communities look like around the world, and and so you, you know, eleven countries. We've grown in the last three years. Uh, three years ago was a crazy moment in my life. We were in one country, 
And um, I left and really had, I was like, God, what's going to happen to be love? And in three years, we, we picked up 10 more countries. And so, so it's, it's a lot of fun. We do a lot of work in the U S you know, with be love, I'm, I, you know, with everywhere I go, when I'm working with a teenager or a church, I'm, I'm helping them be, and I'm helping them love inside the finished work of Christ. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. If somebody wants to check out more about be love, what's the website for them to check? Yeah. Out? It's the, the be love project.com. There you go. The be love project.com. We'll drop that in the show notes, whether you're watching or listening, you can look at those and check that out. Just see what God's up to. God may be stirring in your life to be part of this somehow in some way. So, man, thanks for taking just a minute to uh, share about that as well. Now, Scott, I always like to kind of um, leverage stories that actually stir up and inspire people. You know, we will, I believe stories do ignite um, stories in other people's lives. And I know in your ministry, um, you have seen what what we like to see the teenager who got it yeah. right. They were like they had that aha moment and they started living on mission. And uh, and I was wondering maybe today uh, before we are finished up here, is there a story like that that you could share with us of a teen who got it that would just encourage our watchers, our audience, our listeners out there um, a story of someone who got it and started living. Uh -huh. You know, Ryan, I've literally dedicated my life to following Jesus, and he asked me to work with teenagers. So I never graduated. And so when you ask me this question, you know, I go back, and I can I can name a bunch of names. The first one that comes to mind happens to be from my very first student ministry. All right? So I'm 21 years old in my first student ministry. And why the church hired me is outside my brain, but... But I got there, Ryan, and there was a young man named Chris who lived with his grandparents on the church property. Okay? Mm. So literally, the parking lot had a fence in it, yeah. and his grandfather did not like the church, and so he built this big fence <laughs> right here in the church parking lot. And um, But Chris came, and he just, God just brought Chris to our ministry. Yeah. Chris was... He was, he attended everything. He was always there, but Chris fell in love with Jesus and he practiced these things we're talking about. I mean, literally Chris studied the Bible. Chris was devoted. I mean, he had a Paul, he had a Timothy. I mean, Chris started leading Bible studies at his campus. I mean, he just did. And what the funny thing is, and again, I have done this for a minute or two or a hundred, but the, uh, the, uh, the truth is, I know Chris today. He's a business owner in East Texas. He's made a ton of money. And guess what he does today? He follows Jesus. He leads other people to Jesus. And so he got it. And man, it, it, you know, I, I, love, I love the model that Jesus gave us. You know, he, the Jesus gave us the model. It's, you know, he picked 12. He, fat, he focused in on three. He took one. You know, this was the model. And then he gave them very clear instructions, right? The Great Commission, go to the world. I mean, you, this is your mission. I mean, this is what you're doing. Yeah. But, but the deal is, Chris got it. And he is passing it on today. He's a youth ministry leader at his church today. And so that's the first story that pops out. He's married. He's got kids. He came from a terrible, broken home. I mean, his life before Jesus was, oh my goodness, it was a mess. But in Jesus, he found everything, and and today he's still living it. Yep, man, that's that's so 
encouraging, so refreshing, and a great reminder. In that moment, think about this. This guy, man, when he met Jesus, uh, we're talking about the family tree change, yep. Yep. right? We're talking about nations, generations being different, lives impacted, and and that's what happens, you know? And it's not always someone feeling a call to ministry. Somebody's going into full-time vocational ministry. It's somebody leveraging their vocation as a ministry as well. And I don't think it's either or. I think it's both and. And I love that story, man. It's awesome. I know I've been uh, I've been at this a little bit too. So it's awesome now to be able to look back over 10, 20, 20 plus years of ministry going, wow, this guy's still at it. This young lady's still, God's still using her. Man, I, I, the stories that I could share of students that even in the moment, you're like, oh man, this kid is headed for trouble. And now, now you look back, you're like, man, God got a hold of them and they're completely different. And so, man, thank you for sharing that story. It's a, it's super encouraging. And whether you're watching or listening again, Hey, God's got a story for you. It all starts in Jesus as uh, the beloved dot. If you're watching this, uh, can, can say, right. It's all in the realm of Christ. When Christ is in you, man, anything is possible. So Scott, before we jump off, man, I do want to ask because people are wondering, I mean, they're wanting to know we're coming back to it, man. My man, Scott Burks, is he a dog guy or a cat guy? What you got, bro? Man, I got to think about this. Dude, I got three dogs. Three we dogs. got two cats. Okay. And okay. we have a miniature potbelly pig that is opposite of anything miniature. But I do not like the cats. And the pig is okay. like, how in the world do we end up with a pig? So, dude, I'm a dog guy. Oh, that's awesome, man. I love this. I love this. Uh, so are the cats like your wife's cats or how did the cats come about? They just Dude, I am I'm a weak soul is what it is. I we got we ended up at the pet store and there were two cats and my little daughter who's in eighth grade looks at me with those eyes and I was like, Okay, you can have them. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep, you're a cat guy because you have someone in your house who's a cat person. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, my friend. Yeah. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Well, everybody, I just want to stop and say thank you for listening today. Scott, thanks for uh, just being here today, encouraging us with your story and with the stories God has allowed you to be part of and what you're doing. Uh, it's always a joy to yeah. hang out, spend some time together, and uh, I hope we get to do it more uh, in the future. So. Hey, thank you to everybody who uh, is is just part of this. I'm telling you, we always say this, that reaching a generation endangered is not a me thing. It's a we thing. We're all in this together. We all have a role to play. We all have a part that God has for us to be part of. And so make sure you're stepping into whatever it is God has called you to be and whoever it is that God has created you to be. Now, having said that, I know when you're watching or listening, something Scott said somewhere along the way, you thought, oh, oh, I need to I need to tell someone about this. I need to share this with somebody. Can I just encourage you? Do that. Hit that share button. Say, hey, you've got to watch this. You've got to listen to what's going on here. And I know that God is going to use that in an incredible way as you like, share, subscribe, let other people know about it. It's how we continue to do what we're doing. So thanks for being part and in all that you do today, I don't want you to forget this. Today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's 